It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. The Orlando Magic's play and chase begins tomorrow. Um, the final 23 games, the Orlando Magic have a chance to really do something special. But to do that, they're going to need their special players to be special again. It's time to again lay out the roadmap, talk about some roster moves, and get into it. It's time to get back from the break. It's Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is February 22nd, 2023. My name is Philip Ross. I am the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at PhilipRR underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, sometimes the simplest answers are the easiest ones. Um, I, I don't think I'm going to be breaking any ground here, but I will try and provide some context and some numbers to explain why Paolo Bancaro and Franz Wagner need to step up their games to get the Orlando Magic back into the postseason chase. We'll dive into that coming up here in just a moment. But first, we want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload. We truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great podcast. There's a great Locked On podcast covering every single team in the NBA. To search for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by PrizePix. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match of up to $100 with promo code locked on. That's prizepicks.com, promo code locked on. Before we get into bigger picture stuff, the Orlando Magic did make uh, some news of note on Tuesday as they got back to practice for the first time. Uh, it felt like it seemed like it was a light practice, nothing too crazy. Just get guys back in the gym, back warmed up, out of vacation mode. Um, didn't seem like anything too crazy. Gogo Batadze did make his debut with the team. Uh, he was with the team uh, practicing there. But the big news coming out was that or- the Orlando Magic have waived guard RJ Hampton uh, and have converted Admiral Schofield's two-way contract to a full standard NBA contract. This has been a move that has been reportedly in the works for a while. I was personally skeptical that this was the right move for RJ unless he had a team already lined up to go sign with and that could give him some opportunity. Um, Just because, you know, A, the thing that RJ Hampton needs more than anything else is tape. Uh, He needs to play. Um, If he wants to get a new contract, if he wants to land somewhere, he needs tape. And the Magic were happy to give him some tape by having him play in Lakeland. 
Um, he acted extremely professionally about it and, and, and really sought opportunities and, and and took advantage of that opportunity, uh, I think. And honestly, this year, we'll get into this in a bit, but RJ Hampton has done a lot of things the Magic have asked of him this year without any of the reward. And he deserves a lot of credit uh, for for the way he's handled himself, the way he stayed ingrained with the team, for the way he stayed with the team. Um, there's There's a lot to be encouraged about with the way that R.J. Hampton has approached this season and approached uh, the kind of adversity that he's faced this season, just falling out of the rotation, kind of being squeezed out by all the young talent that this team has. And, and look, he is not going to be the last guy with this young group that's going to face this problem uh, until the Magic consolidates some guys and, and, and try and build the roster up, build the roster up a little bit uh, outside of all the young players that they have. Um, but Hampton needed Tate more than anything else. If he's going to play in the NBA, teams need to see him play. It's, again, the Occam's razor. The, the simplest answer is usually the correct one. Uh, and we saw R.J. Hampton get, you know, not just unable to get opportunity here. And it was not him. It was not his fault. It was not because of his play. It was simply because the Magic have too many guards they are invested in that also need playing time. Cole Anthony needs playing time. Caleb Houston needs playing time. Markel Fultz, Jalen Suggs. They all need playing time, and that just put Hampton's development on the back burner. Hampton, once he clears waivers, will reportedly sign with the Detroit Pistons. That is an opportunity for him to get playing time, and, and that is a perfect chance for him to get out on the floor and, and to do something substantial, to do something that can help help this team grow and help this team uh, in, a, in a significant way, or help his team in a significant way. It's a chance for him to get tape and potentially latch on as well in the same way that he latched on in Orlando when there was ample opportunity for him to play. At the end of the day, that's what this is all about. Um, this is not, you know, we'll get into a little bit on the Magic end here, but the Magic simply didn't have opportunity to spare. Like that's, at the end of the day, there are 48 minutes in the game, 48 times five. I, I think it, I forget what that number comes out to. There are only so many minutes in a game, and so many guard minutes in a game especially. And Hampton, while I think a really promising young player, a player who'd shown tremendous growth as a spot-up three-point shooter, was starting to show the control of tempo and pace that that this team needed to see from him rather than kind of the out-of-control way that he played. A, A player who frankly learned his lessons from his mistakes in a lot of ways. He was getting better. And honestly, as disappointed as a lot of us were during Summer League, you could go back to our episodes from July and listen to our thoughts on him during Summer League, he really did make some nice progress during the course of the preseason that made you think, okay, maybe there's a player here. But at the end of the day, after the team got healthy, there just wasn't time to play him. And again, it, I, I would agree that RJ Hampton got the short end of the stick. I would agree that the Magic did not handle R.J. Hampton effectively. They did not handle him well. And and honestly, once the decision was made not to pick up the team option for next year and make him a free agent this summer, the writing was just abundantly clear on the wall that Hampton was gone, that that the team was not going to retain Hampton, and that Hampton wasn't a developmental priority. Yes, there were times where Hampton was the better option to play uh, on this team whether over Terrence Ross at times or whatever, but the Magic weren't invested in him anymore. And, I, you know, I think you could say that that is a partial mistake for Orlando. Not, I, I don't agree that they mismanaged the asset. 
um, if, if we're going to view him like that. Because I just don't think Hampton has a market around the league because everyone sees the same things Orlando sees. And you can only sell a player on potential for so long uh, and for so much, especially when you're in your third year in the league. At this point, teams have a sense of who you are and you have to prove them otherwise with opportunity on the court, which Hampton wasn't getting. So I, 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 just, I just don't think there was a market for him to be traded. Detroit wasn't going to give up a second-round pick for him, especially when they knew that they that he could get bought out, and, and and he's just kind of a flyer for them at the end of the season. And you know he's going to get opportunities, he's going to get a chance to make mistakes, and how many how much of those mistakes he makes is going to determine whether he gets a new contract in the league. Um, I think playing for the Pistons is a better opportunity for him than playing for the G League, because um, the G League does have its limitations. But the only problem with this deal is Hampton was kind of the set, was one of the centerpiece figures. Of the Aaron Gordon trade. And I think we can all say that Denver clearly won the Aaron Gordon trade. Uh, Aaron Gordon's turned into a fantastic piece for them. Gary Harris has been nice for Orlando, but I think there's still some people who have questions about him. Um, although I, I think he's been fantastic for the team. And, you know, RJ Hampton just kind of petered out like a lot of late first-round picks end up doing. This is nobody's fault, to be perfectly honest. Um, RJ could have played better with the opportunity and shown more maturity on the court. Sure. And by the time that I think he understood that maturity, understood how he wanted to play, this Magic team had already made their decision. It already made its decision on where to go next. Could the Magic have played R.J. Hampton more? Sure. Would it have been beneficial? Would it have worked out better for them? Perhaps. Um, There's a lot to like about R.J. Hampton. Uh, I I am in that boat that that I'm a believer in R.J. Hampton. I think that he can figure it out, and he just needs the opportunity to do so. And I'm excited to see what he can do in Detroit. Um, in that environment, and hopefully, you know, even without some of the structures that, that this Magic team is starting to build and, and, and starting to, to, to grow as a potential play-in team, um, hopefully he still plays with that poise and, poise and, and control that he needs to play with. That, that, that's, that's the next development and evolution for him. But it's all on him. It's always been on him to do that. Now, on the other side of the, of the coin for Orlando... The Magic do pick up Admiral Schofield's contract. They turn his two-way contract into a full contract. And, you know, I had a friend of mine text me say, like, what are the Magic doing with Admiral Schofield? And, like, again, there, there, there are two tracks running here, and I think that's really important to notice. Um, he asked me, I don't see Admiral Schofield as part of the future. What are they doing? And it's just like, well, A, they're running out of games for both Schofield and Kevon Harris for two-way contracts. So if they want to keep playing them, and the Magic clearly like both of them, um, they have to convert them to full-time contracts. Magic still have one open roster spot left. It would not surprise me if that open roster spot goes to keep on Harris. But in Admiral Schofield, the Magic get a guy that they've really developed well. Um, you know, we talk about the development failures with RJ Hampton. With Admiral Schofield, they've developed him really well. He is a solid defender, can defend pretty much two through five, or, or two through four for sure. Can, you can moonlight him on ones, you can moonlight him on fives. He is a, a, a tough rebounder. He is an improving three-point shot. His three-point shot has taken leaps and bounds this year. He's a sneaky offensive rebounder. There's a lot to like about Admiral Schofield, especially kind of in that end-of-the-bench role. It's it's a really nice nice addition for him. The other point, and I think Admiral uh, said this during his media availability on Tuesday, um, talking about the deal, Admiral Schofield said, um, said you know, the Magic told me if I worked hard, if I did my job, they would reward me with, uh, with a, a, a full-time contract. And that's also part of this, is the Magic made a promise. 
And Admiral Schofield has lived up to that promise and has lived up to that. And this is making good on a promise. Yeah, I, I mean, this is how the league works. Like the moves that were made on the moves that were made over the last week, frankly, are really show you how this league works. The Magic had sort of a quiet understanding with Terrence Ross. Terrence Ross said he wanted to play for a playoff contending team earlier in the season. He was a good veteran. They treated him well. He treated them well. And when the time came, when an opportunity came for Ross to end up on a championship team, the Magic let him go. It's goodwill. Same thing with R.J. Hampton. R.J. Hampton, they could have kept on, kept hold of him. They could have said, hey, just keep playing in the G League. Opportunity will come. That would have been wrong. That would have been a lie. The opportunity isn't going to come unless there's a bunch of injuries again. Um, but, but an opportunity came, you know, the option remained for them to cut him and let him go where he wanted to go. An opportunity came. The Detroit Pistons were interested in signing him. And now R.J. Hampton gets to go off and play with the Detroit Pistons. You could do favors to agents here. And the same thing might be, the same thing as, you know, not that Admiral Schofield hasn't earned this, but the Magic are making good to one of their players by giving Admiral Schofield this opportunity to be on the main roster and to get a full contract. And yes, it gives the Magic flexibility to add another two-way player I've noted that the Magic, that the Lakeland Magic just acquired DJ Wilson, a former draft pick of the Milwaukee Bucks, former first-round pick of the Milwaukee Bucks, really solid G League player, another kind of versatile 4-5 type guy. You would not surprise me if the Magic signed him to a two-way contract very, very soon. Um, the Lakeland Magic picking up such a big, you know, such a pretty high-profile player this late in the season, especially around the trade deadline, it it smelled like that could be that could be some that could be a direction the Magic go. I'm not saying it is, it just smells like it. So there's still some roster moves to make here. But we need to turn our attention back to the play-in tournament, back to the big picture stuff. We're going to chat about who needs to step up for the Orlando Magic down the stretch, and it is exactly who you think. Or maybe not. I don't know. We'll find out. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our friends at Prize Picks. The NBA is getting set to start back up tomorrow. We're in the stretch run to the NBA playoffs. And just like you and me, we got to get into good form for the playoffs as well with our daily fantasy game. So the best way to do that is to play prize picks, to get yourself in on the action and feel the heat and pressure of the NBA. So how does this game work? Well, you pick two to six players, and if they go on to score more or less than their prize picks projections, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. There's no competing against other people, no going into these gigantic player pools where you're just hoping to get your money back. It's just you versus the projections. And PrizePix offers projections on any sport you watch, including NBA, NHL, PGA, college basketball, both men's and women's, soccer, and a whole lot more. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's really that easy. They have safe and fast withdrawals. They're currently operational in more than 30 states, including Florida, as well as Canada. Download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports today. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match of up to $100 with promo code LOCKEDON. If you deposit $100, PrizePix will give you $100. If you deposit $50, PrizePix will give you $50. So don't forget to enter promo code LOCKEDON at sign up for an instant deposit match of up to $100. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, 
Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. NBA postseason chase is on. We got 23 games left this season. It's going to go by really fast. This is going to be speed demon round. This is going to be a speed round of games coming up. It's going to come fast. It's going to come hard. It's going to be it's going to be a lot. And and it's it, it, figuring out what the magic need to do to make the play in chase is both very, very complex, but also very, very simple. This is a star-driven league. Like, don't, don't getting around it. And the Magic lean on their stars pretty heavily. Both Paolo Bencaro and Franz Wagner lead the, lead the team in minutes played, or in minutes per game. They, they lead the team in scoring. Even now, they're leading the team in scoring with, with what I'm about to say here. Other parts of this team have stepped up in major ways. In major, major ways. And the Magic have been very good with Paolo and Franz on the floor together. For the season, the Magic have a plus .5 net rating with Paolo Bancaro and Franz Wagner sharing the floor, coming with a 112.2 offensive rating, 111.7 defensive rating. Before we get anywhere else, that's just proof of concept that the Magic do have a solid pairing. In fact, it's interesting to note here too that the Magic have really gone out of their way at times to make sure that Paolo and Franz get a lot of minutes together. Now, you expect starters to play a lot of minutes together, so it's not so surprising. But here are the numbers. Paolo Bancaro and Franz Wagner, as a duo, have played 1,173 minutes so far this season. That accounts for 60.9% of Wagner's total minutes and 66.9% of Bancaro's total minutes. Now, obviously, like, Wagner played a lot of get, a lot of time with Bancaro out with the injury. Um, Wagner's also playing with those bench units, so that explains some of it. But at the end of the day, the Magic are pairing their stars together a lot. And again, it's been mostly successful. It all highlights how critical Wagner and Bancaro are to this team's future. At the end of the day, the play-in chase doesn't matter. I, like... The Miami game is a perfect example of, of, of what the Magic are showing really matters to this team. The Magic are showing what really matters is getting these two guys on the floor together. Getting these guys to play with each other more and more and more and more and more. The Magic ran their offense through Paolo Bancaro at the end of that Heat game. And it was a disaster. But that... This failure is okay because Paolo has to learn how to finish games. Because at the end of the day, in the playoffs, when the Magic do get in the playoffs, whether it's next year, whether it's the year after, that's going to be Paolo Bancaro's role. That's going to be what he ultimately has to do. So the Magic, as much as we want to talk about the play in tournament, and we will be critical when the Magic give the ball to Paolo Bancaro and he struggles late in games and they lose late and they lose late in games, and that costs them a playing spot. We will be critical and note it, but it's also part of the bigger picture. Regardless of any of that, that's clearly the goal. 
But the Magic still need more. And as they're trying to make this play and push, as they're trying to take this next step, as they're trying to inch their way forward, they need more from their two best players. Bancaro's officially dipped under 20 points per game for the season, averaging 19.9 points per game. Wagner has slowed down too at 18.9 points per game. In the last 15 games, Bancaro's averaging 16.9 points per game on shooting splits of 36.6, 18.6 from deep, and 73.6 from the line. His free throw attempts have gone down to a poultry 7.1 per game. Wagner, in the last 15 games, is averaging 14.9 points per game with shooting splits of 46.6, 39.3, 75. Uh, so essentially, where Wagner's, so Bancaro's slowed down is, A, he can't shoot anything outside the paint. He's getting a little bit fewer th- uh, free throw attempts. He's settling for his jumper. And his ISO-heavy style, uh, I think this. I think what we're seeing from Bancaro lately is kind of the concern we had from him in the draft process is, you know, is he going to slow the offense down? Is he going to be too much of an ISO player? Can he be an elite ISO player? And, you know, rookie year, Jury's still out on that, but very clearly it's not working right now. And the Magic have to find ways to get him easier shots and get him into the flow a lot quicker. Wagner's big issue has been his shooting at the rim has decreased dramatically. Um, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but his lack of efficiency, because his three-point shot is still relatively there. He's missed more free throws than he usually does. He's usually up in the 80s. Um, But his field goal percentage has dropped dramatically, and that's because a lot of those floaters and run and runners that he usually makes aren't going down right now. The good news to all this is in the last 15 games, though, the Magic are 8-7. and seven. They have the top-scoring bench in the league. They have been able to stay in the play in chase. They've been able to keep themselves in the running for this thing. But, obviously... Ben Caro and Wagner, the Magic's two key players, are the missing ingredient. And this shows up most in those close games. As fun as Cole Anthony is, and he's a lot of fun. As fun as Jalen Suggs is, and he's a lot of fun. As fun as Jonathan Isaac and Mo Wagner and Markel Fultz are to this team, they still need Paolo Bancaro and Franz Wagner. And so it's time to put the pressure on the Stars. It's time to tell the Stars... You need to get going. You need to play at a higher level. You need to give this team more if they're going to take that important next step. If they're going to actually be in the playing race. If we're going to, if we're just going to talk about the playing race, or if we're actually going to make up ground and be in it, it's going to take 38 wins at least to make the play-in tournament. That to, to get to 38 wins, the Magic would have to go 14 and nine the rest of the way. Considering that the Magic are. 19 and 15 over the last 34, that's not impossible. That is that is very achievable. And like I laid out yesterday, the schedule is fairly manageable. But the Magic have to make that push. But the Magic need their star players to show up. And yes, there's very clearly a little bit of a rookie wall going on with Paolo. He's, he's, he's bumping up against the wall. He's still producing raw numbers, but... The efficiency is going down. Defenses have started to get to him. The fatigue of the season is very, very real. I think even he would admit that. For Franz Wagner, I think defenses have changed a little bit how they're guarding him, but I think a lot of it with him is also fatigue. He's been playing basketball since July, and so hopefully coming out of this All-Star break, those two guys are refreshed, and we get to see this team with the killer bench that they've had 
as well as their two young players, their two young stars really showing up and really showing out because that's been the missing piece. Orlando's been able to get themselves to the door, but they need their two stars to walk them through it. We'll get, yeah, we'll get into some other things to look for as the Orlando Magic get ready for the rest of the season. We'll talk about that coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word for our pals at Built Bar. Looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories? Well, then you got to try a Built Bar. We just got through the holidays, relatively. You know, it's it, the holidays, what, Martin, Martin Luther King Day? Do people eat for that? I don't know. Um, they should. Every holiday should be eating a holiday, in my opinion. Uh, but I know my goal from the New Year's is to get a little healthier, is to eat a little healthier. And so if you're like me, when you want to eat healthier but don't want to compromise taste, you go for the Built Bar. With Built, healthy is actually tasty. These are candy, these are protein bars that taste, look, and feel like candy bars. Seriously, they're so delicious, you won't think they're good for you. They're perfect for your New Year's resolution. What makes Built Bars so good? Well, the chocolate, that, that helps. 100% real chocolate. And they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. I'm really still not sure how Built does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. And what's even better is they are healthy. Only 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't need to wait around to get a box. For years, we've been talking about ordering your Built Bars at Built.com. Now you can go get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today, walk to the pharmacy section, and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a 4-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. If you're close to Sam's Club, run and grab a 13-bar box with the hit flavors like brownie batter and churro. Thank me later. Check them out today. Built Bars, the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. There's a whole lot to get into for the rest of the show as the Orlando Magic get back to work at the AMA Center. They practiced yesterday. Like I said, it seemed like it was a, a, a lighter practice. I'm sure they'll kind of get into it a little bit more today, get back in the flow of things. That first practice after the All-Star break is more of a check to make sure everyone is there and just get them back running and moving around again after they you know, spent, they, they had a week-long vacation. Um, but, you know, we are very much in the sprint to the end of the season. We're very much now... In, in the hunt, and, and, and every game is going to feel pressure. And, you know, I think it's, I think it's really important to note that. Um, you know, I, I, a big chunk of my podcast yesterday was, talk, was talking about shifting expectations. Um, and, and a lot of players will talk a lot about the privilege of pressure, about, you know, no understanding that to feel pressure, to feel games that matter is... A sign that you're making making the right steps. It's not the end of the journey, but it is part of the process. And so what we're about to experience here in these final 23 games is going to be a mix of, of frustration but understanding. Uh, for the Magic, 
It's understanding that this team has already made significant progress. To be in this spot where the Magic are playing meaningful games after the All-Star break, that's, uh, again, that was a goal at the beginning of the season. Now, what you don't want to happen is to see the team fade. We want to be in games in April. We want to feel this pressure. And so what's really important right now is to embrace the pressure. Yes, be critical when things go wrong, when players don't step up, or, or note when players don't step up. You know, learn and understand and, and, and take, uh, take notes of how these players respond to pressure because at the end of the day, that's when you really learn who a player is. When the pressure's on, the last few years, this time of year, you're scrambling for things to talk about. The games don't matter. You're, you're holding on to morsels of hope. But when games do matter, when they do have pressure, when they do have meaning, that's when you understand who players are. That's when we're going to learn just how good Markel Fultz is and whether Markel Fultz could be a, a, a leading guard. As, as, you know, there's, there's some debate about that. We're going to learn how much Cole Anthony embraces the sixth-man role. At the end of the day, what we will see here in the next month and a half to the end of the season, two months to the end of the season now, what we're going to see is who this team really is. Nothing exposes your team's weaknesses like the playoffs. And obviously, we're not in the playoffs yet. But we can already see in some of the close games and the kind of the playoff atmospheres the Magic have played and what's keeping them from taking that next step, what this team is going to need to take that next step. We all assume it's shooting. That's, that's, that's pretty safe. But for this Magic team to understand it, to see it in pressure situations, to see what they're missing, even if it's obvious, is really key. And that's what the rest of the season is about. Yes, be critical if the Magic don't make it or if the Magic don't gain ground. And, and I, think, I think that will tell us a lot too. But all of this is information gathering. This pressure, the privilege of this pressure is information gathering for the rest of the season. Or for, not just the rest of the season, for the offseason. When we do expect the Magic to make a more sizable leap. It's going to be fun. Like, I, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I am really excited for the rest of the season. I'm really excited to see how this team responds to this pressure. Are we going to have a 2006-like run where, yes, the Magic start their run a little late, but we're clearly laying the groundwork and we're a prelude to what they were going to become in 2007 when they broke through, made the playoffs, and then took off from there, winning the division in 08, winning the, going to the finals in 09. That's the, pro- that's the progress chain we're on. The two, like I, I may dive a little bit deeper into that 2006 run. Um, I don't think people know. I, I don't know if people remember that run particularly well. But that was that was a crazy run that really showed us who this team could be. It's gonna be a fun ride, and so yes, I think we should fret and worry about every individual game, but also take a step back and understand that this is all just a learning experience. It for everybody, coaches included. It's not still about each individual game, as important as each individual game is. It's still about the big, big picture. And that's the point with Paolo and Franz. That's the point with everything. There's still a bigger picture to achieve out there. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Lockdown Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at philiprr_omd. underscore OMD. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Since you're tuned in, Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. For the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. Of course, follow us there on Twitter at O Magic Daily. 
Now that you didn't listen to us, be sure to check out the Game to Game NBA podcast. All Every moment, every top performance, every result, Locked On Game to Game covers every game from across the NBA with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game to Game on Locked On NBA, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this is Bill Ross. Mike, we'll see you next time for another episode of Locked On. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.